Hi, it's Gilbert Gottfried telling you that our producer this month is Big Daddy because he went to patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried and contributed. And uh, now Big Daddy says that he became a fan of mine when he saw me on Saturday Night Live. He and his brother went to the taping of Saturday Night Live on November 22nd, which is also the anniversary of when uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, and, And it's equally as funny. My season of Saturday Night Live and the Kennedy assassination... Uh, I think the Kennedy assassination gets more laughs than my season of Saturday Night Live. But anyway, our producer this month is Big Daddy. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried begging you for money. Give me money to make more. uh, Cut, take two. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried saying to you, give me money. I want money. Just give me money to make more Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. It costs money, believe it or not. You're over there saying, but it's so cheap and amateurish. I know that, but it still takes money. So it's patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Patreon.com slash Gilbert Godfrey. And there are rewards in it. I can't even say reward. Rolling. (laughs) And there are... Cut. And, you know, like signed posters. And, uh, and I'll, some, some of you, if it's enough money, I'll roast you. And, uh, there's so much, so much. But it's patreon.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Give me money! Did you ever wonder why primitive man had no trouble pooping? Well, I'll tell you why right now. It was for two reasons. Number one, he was being chased every other hour by a T-Rex. So that would make you go right there. The other reason is he used to squat down. And that's the way you're supposed to have a bowel movement. But are you going to squat in your house? And even if you could squat, you'd probably fall over. So how can you sit down and squat at the same time with the Squatty Potty? Now, the Squatty Potty is recommended by doctors worldwide from people who suffer with constipation, hemorrhoids, or too much straining. Try the Squatty Potty. It like opens your colon up and makes a poop the easiest thing in the world. How do you go about getting it? Go to SquattyPotty.com, use code Gilbert, and save 25%. That's SquattyPotty.com, use code Gilbert. Listeners will also receive free shipping with their order when they use the offer code Gilbert. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You have garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a dirty Hi! Hi! Kilbert Gottfried, in case you thought Tony Bennett was hosting this week. I'm Kilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co host, Frank Santo Padre. Once again, we're recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. Oh. Now, now, in case you're wondering where uh, that song came from. If you don't know. Yeah, a lot of you are guessing Gone with the Wind. But no, it was uh, the Grinch, the original. Yes. Boris Karloff. Yes. And, and uh, uh, oh, well, it's based on the... Um, um, the Dr. Seuss. Uh, Dr. Seuss and uh, the guy from the Warner Brothers. Chuck great. Jones. Chuck great Jones. Chuck Jones. So you had a combination of Chuck Jones, Dr. Seuss, and Boris Karloff. Yeah, and it's rare that you hear <clears throat> of three guys spinning in their graves at the same time. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you achieved that. And, and <laughs> Boris Karloff, of course, legendary horror actor... And uh, Sarah Karloff we interviewed. We did. And and she said that he wasn't that excited about most of his pictures, and he knew she didn't like horror movies. Right. But when he did this, he was truly excited and thought he, and knew he did something great. Yeah, and Sarah told us he used to refer to Halloween and Christmas as his busy season. Oh, so yes. So he, he was very proud of this and very proud of, of kids coming around and- so there, Christmas there's, time. there's some interesting, I found some interesting tidbits on Dr. Seuss. Paul Rayburn, our yeah, researcher, is here. Hey, Hit us. Paul, Paul, before anything, can you say, uh, there's no need to fear underdog is here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really feel like I'd need to rehearse. So I, I, you, I don't want to go into that you decide cold. that he sounds like Wally I Cox? Say yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, I was wondering, <laughs> I, that was a non sequitur. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Seuss... Uh, the Grinch laments that he put up with the Who's for f- Christmas for 53 years. Right. At the time he wrote the book, Dr. Seuss was 53. Oh, that's interesting. And he looked back. He was shaving one morning. He saw a Grinch-like character in the mirror, and that was part of what gave him the idea for the book. Uh, and his stepdaughter said years later, I always thought the cat in the hat was Ted's good side and the Grinch was his bad side. And to cap it off, he drove a car with a license plate that read, Grinch. That's very cool. Isn't that funny? We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. Now, I had heard that that Ted Geisel, that Dr. Seuss, had his name removed. I'll have you look this up at some point. That he had his name removed from a, from an early production. That he was he was reluctant to do this because he had been burned by Hollywood. Well, they worked on him for, for a number of years. He was, I think, in 57 uh, or something. Well, he and Chuck early, Jones had earlier. history because they'd been in the, they'd worked on films in the, on animated films in the Army together. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, so it was Chuck Jones who persuaded, his old pal Chuck Jones who persuaded him to do it. Right. 
and and it's like they've so far made at least two live action Dr. Seuss films, The Cat in the Hat and The Grinch that stole Christmas, and they're just creepy. Well, the, did you ever see the Jim Carrey? The Jim Carrey Grinch. I have never seen. Is it. a complete? I mean, it's okay, but it's nothing like it. The, the thing about Boris Karloff is all his fame as a horror actor. There's a lot of heart there. I mean, in oh, the Grinch, yes. you can really get the feeling. You don't get that so much from the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. Yeah. And Jones was, you know, we should talk a little bit about Chuck Jones for a oh, second yes. because he was a genius. I'm not sure how many times, if ever, he's come up on this show. Oh, I don't think we've ever talked about him. His daughter's around and we should get her at some point. Oh, yeah. And talk about uh, the, the great Chuck Jones. I mean, one froggy evening. But yeah. Michigan J. Frog is is my favorite. But he he was the creator of Pepe Le Pew and and uh, uh, the the Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner and Marvin the Martian and so many wonderful characters. And that it's right, it's true that that the Grinch is the work of three geniuses. Yes, of three masters collaborating. And but, when and you watch the Grinch, result you you could definitely see that uh, Warner Brothers style. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And he had said that the dog Max was the viewpoint character, was the character that you that, oh, you, yeah. that you sympathize with. What else did you find, so. Paul? Well, it was uh, this was not the first uh, Christmas special to show up of this type. Uh, it actually had two predecessors. 1964 was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. Oh, 65, right. Uh, I didn't know it went back this far. 65 was Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, yeah. 1964. Oh, yeah. Oh. Sure. And, then, and what was the name of that that uh, jazz musician? Uh, v- uh, Vince oh, Vince Guaraldi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that music's yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, that that really. I mean, both the show and the music stand up incredibly yeah. well. Fifty-one years now. Whenever yeah. you hear that music, you go, yeah. "Oh, Charlie Brown." Yeah, absolutely. Private absolutely. Snafu that was the name of the cartoons. A goof-up soldier that Warner's made that Chuck Chuck Jones and and Dr. Seuss did together. Um, in the army, it's very interesting. I'm watching an interview now, with Chuck now, Jones. Wait, Go ahead. Wait, did Private Snafu? Did he have a Bugs Bunny voice? He may have. I have not seen them. There was a World War II like a soldier thing that Warner Brothers put out, and and he didn't have that kind of voice. It could be. It yeah. could very well be. We'll put that out there to our to our experts. Um, but Chuck Jones had to sell. He's saying in those days. You, you, you didn't have to so much sell it to the network. You had to find a sponsor. You had to sell it to right. the sponsor. And he was trying to sell it to breakfast cereal companies and chocolate companies. And the people that wound up biting on it was a bank commercial, was a, uh, was a banking company. Well, that's an odd connection. <laughs> well, and he found it particularly ironic given that there's the, the, the line that Christmas doesn't come from a store. Yeah. That, that, a, that a bank – they were the people well, that's that it's a very anti-greed that's what uh, I mean. message yeah, yeah he exactly. always found, he always found that ironic that the bank was the one that the banking company was the one that actually gave them the green light yeah. and allowed them to do it because apparently it was very expensive to produce to that point and and let's talk about the man who actually did sing you're a mean one mr grinch thurl ravenscroft that's right who goes back to 1940? He had he had something like a 55 year voiceover career. Thurl T H U R L. And if you don't know who he is, he was the voice of Tony the Tiger. It's great. Yeah, and he did a lot of work for Disney. He went. Oh, yeah. He was the voice of uh, uh, the Monstro. I guess is the whale 
in, Monstro, in, right. in Pinocchio. He right. he'd worked for Disney for years. He was and years Monstro and years. the way, or he, did Monstro talk? No. He did a voice. He just did yeah, a, some a, kind maybe of a some sound. kind of sound effect. I've got Tony the Tiger right here. Here we go. Hi, I'm Tony the Tiger to tell about Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes and their secret sugar frosting. Uh, that vault's where we keep the secret. <laughs> Little kid, he can't open it. Why, you need 16 combinations to get in. Yikes! The secret! As I was saying... Hey, Junior! Let me out of here! It won't open, Pop. Better let the man do the talking, son. Kellogg's Sugar Frosted Flakes. They're big frosted flakes of corn that say the best to you each morning from Kellogg's. Hey, Pop, maybe this will work. <laughs> Where's that catchphrase? Give it to me. All I gotta say is try some Kellogg sugar frosted flakes. They're great! <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> That's when commercials were two minutes long. Does, it, does anybody wow. think that actually and, sold any cereal? I don't know. That was like and, a fever and, dream. And I have. I have a Disney connection with Thorhall Rosencroft. Thorhall Rosencroft. Thorhall Rosenmite. Cousin of Cliff Nesterman. Cliff Neffenweivel. Thorhall Ravenscroft. For, for a while. I love how you made him Jewish. Thorl, He's Rosencroft. Thorhall Rosenberg. <laughs> Shlomo Rosenberg. That was his real yeah, name. The voice of Tony the Tiger, Shlomo Rosenberg. Uh, for a while, Disney listened to reason and said, you know, people fucking hate the tiki room. Oh, the tiki yeah, room. Yeah, where it was just a bunch, a thousand birds going, it's a tiki room, it's a tiki, 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 tiki room. <laughs> so they made a new one that my character, Iago the parrot from Aladdin, was the star of. And he takes over the tiki room. And one of the other birds in a German accent is uh you say the is name Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Thurl Rosenbike. <laughs> Thurl should have hung out with Thor Heyerdahl. Yeah. Teddy <laughs> Rosenthal. Speaking of the, the tiki. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we never actually met. We recorded separately, but so I have kind mm. of a connection. You know, when my wife and I were in Disney World, we looked all over that park for for, <laughs> a, for an Iago. <laughs> I, yeah. I said, there's got to be an Iago magnet or an Iago t-shirt or, or, or something. We, we, we went through the whole park, every single gift shop, every rack. Couldn't find anything. Oh, find yeah. Aladdin stuff in general is really hard, hard to find. Hard to find. People yeah. kept saying, oh, go to the bazaar or go over there or go. To, we, well, it we, was it was there was a whole generation of kids who missed it because it was the, the DVD was off the market. I guess so. For a long I, time. We I mean, at, that may be it. I looked everywhere. I was trying to surprise Gilbert with some uh, some Aladdin swag. Here's the thing about Thurl Ravenscroft that's interesting. Now you got me calling him Rosenstein. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, he was his. Uh, most viewers wrongly assume that the narrator of the special Karloff also sang the piece. Oh yeah, sang your mean one, he Mr. Does Grinch. Two different voices. Correct. He's the Boris Kar- Karloff voice as the narrator, but the Grinch is talking like this. 
Monty Pasto. Yes, I, I think that was Charlie Callis. Yes, I think who so. Came up with that. I think so. That the perfect word for Boris Karloff was Monty Pasto. But he somehow Ravenscroft was not credited, and it says here that Geisel personally, um, Doctor Seuss personally apologized to Ravenscroft uh, and vowed to make amends. He went on to pen a letter urging all the major columnists that he knew to help him rectify the mistake by issuing a notice of correction. Yeah. Speaking of which, we'd like to uh, uh, issue a correction, uh, something <laughs> addendum to a previous episode. It was not, in fact, the trusty and reliable Frank Verderosa who was responsible for the lost audio. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, in case you've missed where I explained <laughs> that, we did three, yes. three uh, mini episodes where we sang like forgotten songs by forgotten artists of of like uh, 72, 73, and 74. We had a crowd do a sing-along with us, a piano play. We had every, it was great, and it's gone. <laughs> Audio. Gone like Jimmy Hoffer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Jimmy Hoffer may still be found. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's already become the stuff of uh, uh, music lore. Yeah. Yes. There's One of the great dreams you're made of. We wanted to say <laughs> that Frankie Verderosa was in no way responsible. He was at a parent-teacher conference. Oh, uh, that's... I, I easily could have been responsible. I just yeah. wasn't. But he yeah. wasn't. What, and did you, there was one you may have been looking at the same page that I'm looking at, but hit me, brother. But uh, Karloff received a Grammy Award for the spoken word record. Yes, I did know that. Did you know that? And it was the, according to this, can this be true? The only major performing award of his career. Can that be right? Oh yeah! Wow, that's they, interesting. They, there's a whole list of actors who have never won Academy Awards. Legendary stars. Cary Grant. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he did, however, do an Oscar Mayer commercial. Want to hear that? Who? Who? Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Ravensburg. <laughs> I thought I thought Cary Grant. <laughs> I would love to hear Cary Grant do an Oscar Mayer commercial. You got you got more Thurl for us? Yeah. We admire wieners. Oscar Mayer wieners. They are so plump and tender too. It's Oscar Mayer for me and you. Wieners, Oscar Mayer wieners, the best you ever put in buns. Because they're the juicy, all-meat ones. Man, <laughs> the taste just dandy, and they're oh so handy. They're fully cooked, just heat and eat. And eat, and eat, and eat, and eat. Hey, if you've been wishing, say, for great nutrition. Only another six minutes of this commercial. <laughs> From Wieners, made by Oscar Mayer. Mm-hmm. Well, the joke of that is his character in the cartoon is really, really short. Uh-huh. And they keep having to lift him up to the microphone where there's big voice. So that's the... What that's, a talent. Yeah, what a voice that guy had. Oh, amazing. This is what we get when we leave Frankie at the board without supervision. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, I also want to give a, a, a shout out here. Phil Roman, the legendary animator, uh, Hall Ashmead, uh, Oral and Richard Thompson, and Maurice Noble were the animators, too, that, that uh, assisted Chuck Jones or were involved in the making of that wonderful, wonderful cartoon. And the music, some of the music was composed by Albert Haig. Do you know that name? Oh, wait. He was the bearded actor in Fame. 
The the oh. uh, the music professor. Oh my gosh! Shalovsky yes. from Fame, the, yes. the movie and the television show. He has to be a Jew. Uh yes, indeed. A yeah, German, he's a Jew. Uh, German American Jew. German Jew. <laughs> he's a German Jew. Yes. And I think Boris Karloff was Karlovstein. Oh, stop! Now. I think it was, was Karlovsky. William Henry Pratt, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was, Boris Karloff. And and Pratt. In England. Oh, yes. We talked yeah, about this. Yeah. Bad word to call someone and in England. And a, a quick nod to the legendary uh, June Foray, who oh, was the voice great. of Cindy Lou Who. Also and still with us. Also uncredited. Also uncredited right? and somehow or other still with us. And maybe we, oh, we, we should have pursue. To get, we have to. Not, let's not rush on it. No, no, no. Rush on that. <laughs> She's 111. And, and, and my friend Alan Asherman, who uh, we've had on this oh, show. Oh, yeah. He came on to talk to Leonard Nimoy with us. He told me that he once met Boris Karloff and he asked him if he could send him a, a signed photo. And he received a signed Boris Karloff photo the day after Boris Karloff died. Oh, that's eerie. And if that's not the perfect way to get a Boris Karloff photograph. Oh, that's just spooky. That gave me a chill. And Boris Karloff said, you know, he switched from Universal to, I don't know, RKO or something because he was sick of doing the same type movies over and over and there they were doing the same type movies. And they explained to him, it's like, they said, look, we're basically doing the same thing over and over. We know it takes this much time mm-hmm. to do it, this much money, and we know what the return is going to be. Yeah. Karloff's one of those guys I know a lot of his latter work, you know, he wasn't proud of. But, w- but what a long, varied career. I mean, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, uh, but sure. But, but even if you talk about later, the Luton pictures. Oh yes, you know are great. Yeah, the and, body and, snatchers, and even things like um, uh, like targets. Uh, the thing that he did for oh Bog- my god, Bogdanovich. yes, and, and he was fun in uh, in uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and the man from Uncle. Yes, uh, he he was he did that in drag. Yeah, he had a wonderful career. He had a lot of range. Sir, and a couple of Edgar Allan Poe's, the black oh, and he, wait, oh, the black, and the, the, and the, the Poe ra- pictures, the yeah, sure. And he was on I Spy. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'll I'll hold my phone up to the microphone to see if you can see these spectacular posters that go with some of these movies. They're just incredible. Oh, they look them the up on look them up online. The artwork is incredible. And and Karloff, um, out of the three top horror guys, he seemed the most stable. Like Cheney Jr. and Lugosi always, you know. They, yeah, he was a family man. Yeah, he was. He was very. He he had success so late in his career. People don't know. He gets the question mark. He doesn't yeah. get credit in Frankenstein. Oh yes, the question mark as the monster, uh, because he was really an unknown actor. So fifty years ago <laughs> this month, this this cartoon, uh, December eighteenth. 1965, excuse me, 66, and 38 million people tuned into CBS to watch it. That's a lot of people. There you go. The Grinch. And they said how Karloff, uh, he, even in his later years when he was really sick, he said to someone at one point, he was recording a voiceover or something, and he says something like, isn't it wonderful that this late in my life, 
I'm still doing something that I love. Oh, that's, that's nice. Great. Yeah. Is there any, I want to give a <clears throat> shout out to Gilbert Gottfried here. Is there any performer alive that does Boris Karloff and Hervé Villachez? <laughs> <laughs> And David Brenner. It's I, alive! It's alive! <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to take it out as Boris? Well, we, we I, have, I have another song we oh. might be able to take it out on. Hit oh, us, okay. brother. This, this, it's it's less up Gilbert's alley. <laughs> well, let let well, Gilbert do a sign off, and we'll this, then we'll go to this, the music. This won't be as good. <laughs> but anyway, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. I'm Gilbert Gottfried, my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and this guy Paul, who every time he opens his <laughs> fucking mouth, he kills anything we try to build up. Happy, thank, happy thank holidays, you very much, Gilbert. Thank you. Sir. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> Welcome Christmas while we stand heart to heart.